All right, we are back. It is Friday weekend coming up here, and this week has had no shortage of things to talk about. Of course, the last couple nights we've had Breonna Taylor protests. Again, this is someone who had years and years of poor decisions that led to what eventually happened. It, of course, doesn't make it right that she was shot in her own apartment by police, essentially entering without permission, um, which is the, you know, should be a private right of any individual person to not have someone break into your apartment. So I, I'm with the movement there on, on that issue. However, this is also someone who is just about the worst hero that you could choose for a movement like this. Again, it's someone who had a extremely poor decision-making track record who helped her uh, drug dealer boyfriend including, in one case, renting a car that his buddy from jail was murdered in. It was rented, the car was rented in her name from a rental car place. And four years later, she's still involved in this and uh, is holding cash and all of these calls from jail from Jamarcus Grover, I think his name is. She's continuing to go along with this. So if you're handling money for a drug-dealing empire or mini-empire... You're, you're asking for trouble. So, uh, again, no one deserves to be shot, but there is a lot more nuance to this whole issue. Of course, the protesters don't see it that way. They have been hitting cops with baseball bats. They have been running down in Los Angeles. There was a white Prius that very slowly may, merged its way through a crowd of protesters at an intersection, uh, kind of went through the corner of the intersection, didn't hit anyone square on, kind of inched their way through very slowly. They became very agitated at this and chased down this white Prius after the fact in a pickup truck. People in the back of the truck hopped out. The driver of the truck hopped out. They immediately ran toward the Prius after pinning it in. Another vehicle then chased after and pinned in the back of this white Prius. And uh, they started trying to pull the driver out and breaking windows of this white Prius. The driver of the Prius panicked and reversed and hit the car that was pinning in, pinning them in behind them, and then shifted into drive again to go forward and eventually steered their way out of this and took off and was promptly handcuffed by LAPD because that is what we do to the people who are assaulted by the mob is we handcuff the people who were assaulted by the mob. So uh, things are going well here in uh, multicultural America. Today, I wanted to talk about a few other things that are going on. Of course, the last couple episodes, we've talked about the Supreme Court justice. Tomorrow, Saturday, we're supposed to find out who the president plans to nominate for, or I guess he actually will nominate someone, and then the Senate will take that up. All indications are the Senate will approve and confirm that person next week, so we are going to continue to see these things ramping up. Also, Tuesday night next week, we have a presidential debate. We Will Joe Biden actually show up for this? I Amazingly, it seems like he might, which I must say I'm a little surprised about because they have really kept open the, the possibility that he 
would not and should not. I mean, even Nancy Pelosi, the third most powerful person in in uh, the world, really, if the president and vice president were incapable of performing their duties, Nancy Pelosi becomes president, and she is out there at a press conference saying that we should have Joe Biden skipping the debate because that uh, legitimizes Donald Trump as a president. How horrible would that be if the person who won the election by the, the rules of the government was legitimized as a, as, as a president? So, you know, more, more chaos going on with all of this stuff. I'm sure that after Tuesday we're going to get a better sense of uh, the chaos that we will be seeing over the next several weeks. I do anticipate a couple weeks of, uh, of real frenzy about this Supreme Court nominee and appointee. We'll see how quickly the Republican Senate can actually pass this person, confirm this person. Yeah, all of the stops being pulled out, I think, now by the left and Democrats, and we are going to see more of this happening as we get closer and closer. I mean, the the shocking thing, and I, I almost say that tongue-in-cheek because we hear that. It's such a cliche, especially, you know, on the right, we hear that a lot. People say, I can't believe they actually are doing this. Really? Can you really not believe it? There's a long history of the people who are, are the ends for them justify the means. They're willing to do anything it takes in order to get their way. So is it any surprise that they're willing to take some cheap shots along the way and try to pull some funny business? You have, you know, former Attorney General Eric Holder, who, you know, was involved in several scandals under the Obama Obama administration. You have him saying that we should go ahead and stack the courts and, you know, put a bunch of uh, liberal-leaning justices on the Supreme Court so that the left will always win those. You know, these are the type of people that we're we're talking about. They have no interest in playing fairly and using the democratic process unless the democratic process wins them something anyway. So it's, you know, this, this... myth that the left is all about democracy is not true. The democracy exists to validate what they were going to do anyway. And that's the way it works. And and to be totally consistent and fair, that's exactly the way it's worked on the right for many, many years as well. And to some extent still works today. Uh, Trump is kind of going to do what he wants to do. And you know, people will either get behind that or they won't. And if they don't, then, you know, there's a chance that Trump might not do it, but he still might. So um, I do think that it's great that we finally see the mask dropping. This is probably the, you know, one of these big net positives of the Trump presidency is, you know, we actually see people on both sides that are saying what they mean. And uh, it's not kind of hidden behind this uh, veneer of civility and diplomacy and, uh, you know, doing the right thing. No, no, no. This is them saying, we want to stop the other guy, and we are willing to do whatever it takes. Uh, We're willing to use a uh, dead Supreme Court justice and say that it was her dying wish that we not do that and pretend that that is anything valid in any sense for the way that the country is supposed to operate. 
and uh, and you know the the whole Kavanaugh thing, uh, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, his confirmation hearings, I think, really opened a lot of eyes. We've seen this then with the Covington kids, um, who you know the 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 press and a lot of politicians even were very quick to jump on uh, Nick Sandman for essentially standing still with a MAGA hat on. <gasps> you know, how terrible is that? How white supremacist is that for him standing still while a Native American guy, uh, Nathan Phillips, I want to say is his name, was literally banging a drum several feet away from him, or several inches away from his face, and we're supposed to interpret this image uh, as white supremacist this is this is nick sandman taunting the native american by standing there and it it just it it all feeds into this kind of myth that uh that there's the uh oppressors and the oppressed and what they're actually doing doesn't matter no it's it's uh it's the big picture of uh who is being put down um and the specifics of any one circumstance don't really. It doesn't really matter that that Jussie Smollett made up his story because the uh, truth is the bigger issue is well it could have happened. Yeah, okay. If we're playing by those rules, I'm out. Uh, that is not the way we're going to run things. And I'm so encouraged and so optimistic that we are pushing forward with uh, new kind of, you know, our eyes open to many of these issues, Kyle Rittenhouse being the latest example of this. And, you know, video came out this week of Kyle Rittenhouse, who, of course, is the uh, 17-year-old who drove to Kenosha, Wisconsin. I think he lived about 25 minutes away um, in another state. It was just across state lines. He drove up as part of a group to volunteer to clean up the graffiti after... uh, the first night or second night of the Kenosha riots that were destroying things, he uh, was given an AR-15 that he wore. He was trained um, on how to use it. Uh, He had experience in handling uh, weapons, although he was not old enough to uh, transport weapons across state lines uh, or, or technically to own that weapon, I believe, according to state law. However, it did allow him to handle a gun um, and he didn't transport anything across state lines, which, of course, the left doesn't care and is still spreading the lie that he brought it from home um, and came across to try to murder people who were just innocent protesters. And then, of course, what happened is uh, as the we got later and later into the night, um, the video now shows that someone else started uh, – someone started chasing him, um, one of the people he, he eventually shot – and during this time when he was being chased and actually was punched by this guy who was chasing him, uh, Kyle heard multiple gunshots that were nearby that actually the video picks up the flash and, and the sound of these two gunshots. And uh, Kyle's being attacked and he turns around and fires around into the person who was chasing him and who punched him. And uh, then he calls 911. And uh, to try to um, get aid for the guy that he has just shot, um, that ended up being a fatal shot. So at this point, Kyle has killed someone, and uh, he's not fleeing the police. 
uh, he is instead calling 911. And then he is chased by several others, several other people who are now angry that he has uh, murdered someone who turns out to be, um, I believe that was the person who was a child predator um, who had several felony convictions. And uh, two other people then chase him. Uh, of course, there is the first person who, uh, and, you know, the, Kyle is running um, quite a distance during this time down the middle of the street. And this is the more famous video that I think everyone listening to this podcast has probably heard. But uh, it's the video that circulated of Kyle running with his rifle on his shoulder uh, or draped across his shoulder, I should say. And he trips as he's running basically toward toward police, uh, where all the police vehicles were parked at the end of the street. He's running toward them. He's chased down. He trips and falls. And then uh, one person lunges at him, and he fires his, uh, his AR-15 uh, into this person who uh, dies very quickly. Someone else tries to hit him with a skateboard, um, and uh, then uh, the other person, who is the only one who survived, is holding a pistol, and he charges at Kyle. And um, Kyle initially uh, kind of pulls his his rifle up as if he's not going to shoot. And then when he sees this guy with the pistol charging him, he fires around into this guy and hits him in the bicep. And um, pretty gory to pretty gory effect there. This guy lost basically half of his bicep um, by doing this. And then that guy, uh, Kyle didn't take any more shots at this point. Um, And instead, Kyle got up and he put his hands up and walked toward police to give himself in. And uh, and everyone else scurried away. and uh, this 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 is supposed to make us think of uh, Kyle, I, I suppose, as a serial killer, as a mass murderer, white supremacist, because you have major media uh, that are referring to him this way. And um, and instead, what's going to happen now is Kyle may have some, you know, have some uh, uh, charge for you know, a reckless endangerment or something like this that will would be a misdemeanor. Um, we'll see. I, 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 I honestly, I mean, that's debatable, so it could go either way. There's not a chance he's going to be uh, convicted of murder, which is the charge that was brought against him uh, for this incident, especially because you can see what's going on. Oh, and I, I neglected to mention that before all of this started happening— um, Kyle and his buddies uh, used a fire extinguisher to put out a dumpster fire, um, which really enraged one of the people that ended up chasing down Kyle later on. So there's a whole story to this that is uh, really interesting because you have the entire cathedral, the media complex, the entertainment industry, and uh, most of the political left who have all come out to call this 17-year-old boy a white supremacist killer. And, uh, you know, this is another red pill moment that's happening right now, right before the election. Um, meanwhile, we have these protests continuing. Of course, I described um, in Los Angeles, in, in Seattle, a police officer hit with a bat in Louisville. 
A couple nights ago, two officers were shot by protesters. Um, so things are not going well. And um, But I do think that this is a huge wake-up call to a lot of people. Um, there is a danger here in that uh, people are protesting for just about anything now. And the longer this goes on, the more normal it's going to be to go out and break stuff whenever something happens that people don't like. So uh, I think there does at some point need to be some pretty fervent pushback to this. Um, already you see police in Louisville that are, are trying to crack down a little bit more. So I think that's a step in the right direction, but it doesn't really solve the bigger issue here. Um that, uh, that this is happening everywhere and in places like Portland where they've had 110 nights of unrest, of breaking things, of setting buildings on fire, um, this, this uh, and breaking windows of police stations, you know, the police are not standing up to anything there, and that's because the police are following orders. And we need to remember that the police here, although they are the targets of the mob, the police are still not the good guys. Uh, they might be the better guys, but uh, there is no doubt that, you know, if a law was passed that said you are not allowed to own a certain type of we- weapon anymore and you have to give that in, there's no doubt that these police would follow orders and go uh, aid in trying to seize those weapons from people. These are um, essentially, you know, l- law enforcement is generous. These are the foot soldiers of whoever gains political power. And, you know, when you're in a country that's split largely 50-50, especially as we are now where the culture seems to be completely splitting, well, if either one of those sides gains too much power over uh, what's going on, this becomes an issue. So um, I I think that, uh, you know, we need to uh, stay strong, stand up for what we believe in, and uh, really be holding our own when we see cultural issues starting to come to the forefront. Um, and uh, and uh, there's a couple things I wanted to talk about um, in the last uh, few minutes of, of this podcast, the last 10 minutes or so um, we still have in this podcast. And these are unrelated to what's going on um, in the BLM movement uh, or in the uh, kind of uh, ongoing coronavirus um, craziness. Of course, you know, I, 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 you know, I think we'll talk probably more in the future about uh, this new plan from the left to treat uh, these COVID lockdowns as a model for doing the exact same thing on purpose for climate change. To stop climate change, we're going to need to ban people from using their own private vehicles. Um, ban people from eating meat, you know, a certain number of days a week uh, or buying meat a certain number of days a week um, in order to uh, stop climate change, which, of course, every scientist totally understands. um, And uh, and humans are are definitely the ones that are causing every aspect of this. And we can totally fix this ourselves. And it's not uh, even up for debate that maybe we don't understand part of what the Earth, the most complex uh, thing to ever exist that we are, you know, still in the process of trying to discover species that live on it. No, no, no. We understand how everything works together, so uh, we need to ban things and use the government for that. 
So anyway, I think this will become a bigger issue probably as we go on. I'm also very excited for a lot of these politicians um, who are shutting down major parts of their cities and killing small businesses and really leading to this max, mass exodus of people from their cities um, after costing them tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, in in their businesses having to close up. Well, we uh, w- I think we're going to see some punishment for them too. It may take a few years, but I, I don't think they're, um, they're going to get away with this. I think it's very reasonable that we will see a public demand for people like um, Bill de Blasio in New York and Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles, uh, Lori Lightfoot in Chicago. I think it's very likely we're going to see some of those those big city mayors uh, potentially go to prison for what they've done, uh, causing millions, hundreds of millions, um, billions of dollars in damage uh, in the name of uh, saving one life. Um, which, of course, is up for debate anyway. Um, so there's two issues that I wanted to talk about, um, and one of these is this amazing article in Slate that came out yesterday. Of course, Slate, you'll you'll uh, remember Slate as being the um, hub of uh, anti-racism, of wokeness, and uh, they have a category of their website called Care and Feeding, <laughs> care and feeding. And um, this article was just too good to not talk about on this episode, so I wanted to kind of read through this with you and give my thoughts. The headline of this is, um, I promise you this is not satire. The headline of this is, it's someone writing in, we're raising our daughter gender neutral, but she only wants pink dresses. Where did we mess up? That is what this article is. Um, there is a photo of a girl in a dress. <gasps> How horrible is this? And um, and the the this this article starts this way: Dear care and feeding, my husband and I have a frequent disagreement on our three-year-old and her love for dresses and all things pink. For the first two years of her life, she was constantly mistaken for a boy because she wore gender-neutral clothes. We direct her toward books and other media that do not represent traditional gender roles. No sparkle princesses. We ask friends and family to refrain from commenting on her appearance and clothing, if they can help it, and to instead focus on skills or interests. However, our daughter adores the color pink, insists on wearing dresses, and is currently obsessed with accessories. I'm fine with this, though I hope it will be a phase. After a few battles about wearing her sole pink dress... When it was dirty, my daughter and I did some online shopping together and she chose a few more dresses to order. All of them were in pink, obviously. My husband is unhappy that I encouraged her obsession by purchasing the dresses and letting her wear some of my old jewelry. He gets annoyed when dresses get tangled while climbing a rock or running and says that dresses and accessories aren't suitable for doing most things. I appreciate his commitment to raising our daughter without gender stereotypes, but I also want to encourage her to make her own choices. I feel like if we push back too hard on her love for dresses and jewelry, it will backfire and she'll only become more obsessed. Help! Signed, Pretty Annoyed with Pink. These are the people who we have created in the last 20 years. Um, For those of you that think that this wokeness thing is a 
new development. It's not. There are crazies like this that have been around for some time, um, and you've you've seen some of them on shows. We used to think that these were all people who lived in Portland. Uh, you know, the, they were mocked by uh, TV shows like Portlandia, um, that would uh, would would. Uh, in many ways, relentlessly mock some of the misplaced priorities of these people. Well, now this is spread into something that has a little bit bigger um, hold on the overall culture. It's still a fraction of a percent of of the overall people, um, or at least a fraction of of society. It may be several percentage points. But um, this is a... These are parents who are writing into Slate to... Uh, complain about their daughter enjoying wearing dresses. And the assumption here, and and the thing, you know, the, the circle they're trying to square here is how can it possibly be that my daughter would actually like something that is pink? Uh, there can be no reason that my daughter would enjoy something that uh, is is something that traditionally girls have enjoyed. And, you know, the, the rationale for this is that everything is a social construct. Um, and that, of course, is not true. There is a reason that women gravitate toward different careers, different interests, um, different ways of communicating. I mean, there's a reason that women do not gravitate towards stand-up comedy, for instance. That is something that is a very male-driven industry um by and large i'm speaking in generalities obviously but um but you know this is something that I, I, a lot of these woke people don't understand their assumption and the way that they've tried to to break down you know the social norms of something is to say everything is a social construct and um and you know there's no such thing as a girl or a boy it's, it's all about, you know, society has just trained us to do certain things. And look, I don't think there's any doubt. There's probably not a, you know, a, a great thing about, um, you know, your, your uh, allowing your daughter to only, let's say, watch TV shows that feature princesses. You know, she might actually like a lot of those. I think maybe it's a problem if that's the only thing your daughter wants to watch and um and she is uh you know unwilling to uh consider the fact that she might someday have a career or you know be able to do something other than marry prince charming. That's what the answer to this uh article largely says um except they don't go the next step. Um let me read you part of the answer here. Pink puffy dresses should not be the only option available to girls, nor should they be for girls exclusively. However, that doesn't mean that something is inherently wrong with the garments themselves. Okay, well, you got a a partial truth there. Furthermore, I think you're missing the blatant sexism in dresses and accessories aren't suitable for doing most things. I wear dresses and accessories nearly every day, as do millions of people of varying gender identities across the globe. I assure you, we do, quote, most things, end quote, with ease. (laughs) So even though this parrot has written in and specifically mentioned rock climbing as something that their daughter does in a dress and how this is not, wearing a dress is not conducive to rock climbing, this scold, this woke scold at Slate uh, is instead 
now scolding the woman who wrote in. Jamila Lemieux is the writer of this article. Is instead now scolding the parents, saying, how dare you suggest this? Um, and uh, uh, the, this, this continues. Also, you're worried that you're trying to direct her away from pink princess dresses will only make her like them more. But what's the big deal if she does? Oh, okay, interesting. Are you of the opinion that skirts are inextricable from a damsel in distress worldview? Is this just fear that your daughter will have starkly different interests from you guys? Patriarchy is the enemy. Misogyny, discrimination, and white glittery... And, I'm sorry. And while glittery dresses and baubles are used as tools of these systems at times, they are not themselves the heart of what stands between your child and the sort of liberated existence you want for her. To free her from dress wearing as an obligation is noble. Okay. To code dresses as some sort of deplorable relic of a time gone by is just out of step with reality. <laughs> you have this woke scold that is telling these parents you are out of touch with reality. Without saying it intentionally, it seems as though your version of gender neutral is casting a negative light on traditional femininity, as opposed to the ways of thinking that prescribe it as mandatory or inherent. Wow. Now, this is interesting. So... The argument here is actually being made that traditional femininity has um, some value. So the answer here, and I am not uh, exaggerating again, the answer here is this writer says, go to Goodwill and get your daughter some dresses that she can wear as she climbs trees (laughs) and to fight the patriarchy and misogyny, trim the dress so it's not too long or put shorts under it. That is the answer here. So um, if your daughter wants to wear a dress, make sure that you trim the dress and also make sure that you have her wear shorts under the dress so that uh, she can't enjoy, quote, girl stuff. Um, Which, of course, doesn't exist because dresses uh, are not girl stuff. Dresses can be boy stuff. Okay, whatever. Um so that's it for this this uh, this episode. Um, thank you for listening. I, uh, I just craziness as always. There's uh, more going on too that I wanted to talk about um, that uh, I've ranted too long. Um, but we're gonna talk about this body positivity movement in a future episode. Um, it's really interesting how you have all of these crazy movements that have latched onto each other now and are trying to. Um, find strength in each other even though they conflict (laughs) so um you have this kind of body positivity thing that you know now um the artist i think artist lizzo uh is claiming that white girls who aren't fat shouldn't be involved in body positivity so um this used to be you know what 18 months ago called being an ally and now this is called uh being racist so uh this is what's going on in uh, in American culture right now. There is no doubt that uh, we need to stand up to these kind of things and make very clear to any of our friends that talk this way or think this way. This is not, and and what I would advise is not to to call them directly on their bullshit, but to say, do you acknowledge that it's possible for someone to disagree with you and still be a good person? Um, and I think their answer then is very revealing. If they say, no, you must believe the way I do or else you're a bad person, 
then um, I think that gives you all the information you want to do with what you will. And at that point, if you have a friend that thinks you're a bad person, um, I don't think they're your friend. Uh, they definitely wouldn't wouldn't be fighting for you. So I would evaluate that relationship because if you told them that your opinions, they would want nothing to do with you. Um, and then obviously if they say, yes, it is possible for someone to be a good person and disagree with this, then I think that's the open door to, okay, well, I disagree with this. And, um, and then you can actually achieve a little bit of understanding about something that is so culturally divisive. Um, I do think that, you know, everyone's going to have to confront this head on. So we have, uh, a lot of, uh, interesting discussions that are going to be happening in the culture ahead of us and it all starts with uh this election and and it's already begun i do think that we are in the midst of a culture war uh we have irreconcilable differences we are going to get a divorce so the best thing we can do is try to make that split as peaceful as possible there are some areas where, of course, this will be impossible because you have violent actors, especially on the left, that are burning cities. You don't have the equivalent of that on the right anywhere. And so best thing you can do is stand up for what's right. Don't give in to the woke mob that's coming for you. And least of all, as Jordan Peterson would say, if you can't tell the truth, at least don't lie. It's something that will change your outlook on life and make you feel better that you're not living in someone else's reality that you have to conform to. And the world's a much better place when everyone can freely discuss their opinions. And uh, in many cases, when those opinions are stupid, you can actually have a discussion about why and uh, get to the heart of things. That's it for this episode. Please do remember to rate and review us on your podcast app. Uh, Share us with anybody you think might be interested in this. Uh, Your Word of mouth goes further than anything else. We do have a small base of listeners that are uh, starting to write us directly, which is, is cool. Please do follow us on Twitter as well, at DownWokeness, and we will see you next week. Tomorrow, new Supreme Court justice is going to be nominated. So uh, sit tight for that. Make sure that you are in a safe place this weekend. Anything could happen at this point. That's it for this show. We'll see you next week.